The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Chris. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. I don't know... I don't know how you spent your weekend, but I spent it watching The Hunt for Red October on a loop. <laughs> I've even been working on my Russian accent. Oui, dosvidanya to lassie. No buckaroos. Because, you see, the Cold War is back in a big way, and the whole world has been gripped by the moving images coming out of Ukraine. We've seen scenes of heartbreak, and heroism, desperate refugees streaming over the Polish border, families taking shelter from the bombs and subway stations, men trying to stop tanks with their bare hands. We all knew this was going to happen for weeks, but there's a difference between knowing it coming and watching it happen. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is a humanitarian crisis, but also it is a triumph of humanity, because despite all of Russia's military prowess, the ordinary people of Ukraine will not back down or bow down, and the war in <laughs> Ukraine isn't working out the way Russia intended. Take that, Putin. Actually... Actually, it would be better if you just stopped taking anything and go home. Russia's failings are not just surprising, they're also embarrassing. What a coincidence. They ran out of gas the same time Ukrainians ran out of one of the most moving moments of defiance happened when soldiers refused to surrender at a place called Snake Island, which I think is where Mortal Kombat takes place. <laughs> the now viral audio clip captures the moment when 13 Ukrainian soldiers were asked to surrender by the Russian Navy. This is a Russian warship. I repeat, I suggest you surrender your weapons and capitulate. Otherwise, I will open fire. Do you copy? This is it. Should I tell him to go f himself? Just in case. Russian warship, go f yourself. Courageous defiance by patriots willing to lay down their lives. It reminds me of Patrick Henry's famous words, 
Give me liberty or eat my ass. <laughs> it's believed that they're still alive, actually, these sailors. And, and, and they're asking to be played by Vin Diesel or The Rock. Either one will be fine. <laughs> and it's not just the Ukrainian military putting up a fight. Several clips of ordinary Ukrainians in action have gone viral, like this one of a man moving a landmine to allow Ukrainian forces to pass. That is so dangerous. Doesn't he know that smoking can kill? <laughs> and he's carrying that landmine so gingerly. I believe that's the uncle holding a baby that just pooped technique. <laughs> Uh-oh, somebody just dropped a boom-boom. Susan. Susan, you take him. I'm not done with my smoke. <laughs> Some Ukrainians are returning home from other countries to fight, like this guy. My brother will stay with my mother. My grandmother and I will go to war with my father. Damn. Even Ukraine's grandmas are fighting for their freedom. Which means the Russian troops won't just be defeated by guns, but by one very long story. <laughs> then I met his grandfather back in 1942. No, oh, was it 1943? No, my dad had just bought the Buick, so that has to be 42. So it was 19... No? Oh. Oh, look, they're all asleep. Kill them. <laughs> Ukraine civilians are helping in a different way after the Ukrainian Defense Ministry tweeted to make Molotov cocktails and take down the occupier with instructions on how to do so. That's great. But did they really need instructions on making Molotov cocktails? It's a pretty simple recipe. Bottle, kerosene, rag, explode to taste. <laughs> Ukrainians are also fighting back in nonviolent ways, like one road company, which is removing road signs to confuse Russians. <laughs> the company... It's already confusing enough that it's in kilometers, but <laughs> the company also posted an edited photo of a road sign where the directions had been replaced with phrases that translate as, go yourself, <laughs> go yourself again, go yourself back in Russia. <laughs> That's... That's right. That's right. I'm pretty sure that was modeled on the Welcome to Queens sign. Politicians are also stepping up. Here's former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko being interviewed with his friends. Can you tell me what you and the group you're with right now there are armed with and what your intention is if the Russians roll uh, in the next few hours? Easy. Just my assistance here, here. This is the short Kalashnikov. That is a badass former president. <laughs> I'd like to see Jimmy Carter build a house with a bazooka. But perhaps the greatest symbol of their indomitable resistance is current Ukrainian president and guy who apparently unlocks his phone with his fist. <laughs> Volodymyr Zelensky. When the invasion started, some predicted that Zelensky would flee the country, but he has done the exact opposite. Not only has he stayed, he's become a national hero by fighting alongside his fellow Ukrainians. In fact, on Saturday... Zelensky reportedly turned down an offer from the United States to evacuate him, saying, I need ammunition, 
not a ride, is everyone. Wow. 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 I mean. He, he bowed it. That is. That's, yes. that's, is everyone in Ukraine that badass? It explains why this is their national anthem. Even though, yeah, it's got a ring to it. Yeah. Even though he stayed, there were there were rumors spread by Russia that Zelensky had abandoned Kyiv in secret. So in response, he posted this video to say, Good evening. Good day. The Prime Minister Shmihal is here. The party leader is here. The head of the president's administration is here. And obviously, the president's here. All of us are here. Our military are here. Our civil servants are here defending our independence and our state. And we mean to keep it that way. Glory to our allies. Glory to Ukraine. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. He's, he's not fleeing. He's not abandoning ship. He's staying. He's like the captain of the Titanic if the Titanic spent five days successfully beating the iceberg. <laughs> This bravery is especially surprising because before he was a politician, Zelensky was one of Ukraine's most popular TV comedians. Your move, Miss Maisel. Let's see how marvelous you really are. Also, back in 2006, Zelensky won the Ukrainian version of Dancing with the Stars. Check out the man's moves. Okay, I do not understand the rules of soccer. <laughs> I don't know. Zelensky's bravery is in the face of real mortal danger because over the weekend, the Kremlin ordered 400 Russian mercenaries into Kyiv to hunt and kill Ukraine's president. Well, of course, Zelensky is everything Putin isn't. He's young, he's tough, he's loved and admired by his people, and most importantly, unlike Putin, he looks good with his shirt off. <laughs> no wonder... No, no wonder he's asking for ammo. Look at those guns. We got a great show for you tonight. More Late Show Poncho after this. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to The Late Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please have a seat, everybody. As you can see, as you can see, I'm still over here, and uh, 
previously on tonight's monologue, we were talking about the inspirational heroism of the Ukrainian people. They have united the world in condemnation of Russia and inspired the world to action. For instance, last Thursday, after Putin invaded Ukraine, one of the harshest options available was to cut Russia off from the interbank communication system known as SWIFT. Biden was asked about this at his press conference on Thursday. Mr. President, you didn't mention SWIFT in your sanctions that you announced. Is there a reason why the U.S. Uh, isn't doing that? It is always an option, but right now that's not the position that the rest of uh, Europe wishes to take. That is the first time I've ever heard of Europeans being cautious about new positions. <laughs> since then... Since then... Faced with the enormity of Putin's crime, the Western powers now have disconnected Russian banks from SWIFT, forcing Russia's central bank to more than double interest rates to 20% and refuse to open the Moscow Stock Exchange, which is probably a good thing, because this is what shares of the Russian bank Sparebank actually looked like when the market opened in London this morning. Holy <laughs> pierogi! It is never... It is never good when your financial graph looks like someone knocked over the printer. <laughs> All weekend, Russian people have been standing in long lines at ATMs trying to get their money before it turns to dust. But Putin's finally fulfilled his dream of bringing back the Soviet Union because that's a lot of people waiting in line for some bread. <laughs> Faced with a financial crisis, Putin tried to reassure citizens that the banks were sound. You're, you're thinking of this place all wrong, as if I had the money back in a safe. I, the, the money's not here. Well, your money's... Funding a tank brigade in Ukraine. <laughs> now, I would stay in line for those rubles, Russians, because as of today, Apple Pay and Google Pay no longer work on Moscow's metro system, leading to long queues as people fumble about for cash. Eat sucky morning commute, Ruskies. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what. You don't get out of Ukraine too sweet. Next, we're sending the worst from our subway system. The guy with the garbage bag full of sandwiches that he's giving out for donations. <laughs> and the kid who bangs on a bucket. He only knows one song, and no one knows what it is. <laughs> How disliked is Russia on the world stage? Even famously neutral Switzerland is adopting all the sanctions that the European Union has imposed on Russia and freezing their assets. Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland. 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 <laughs> Switzerland has a knife out for Russia. And since it's a Swiss knife, it comes with little scissors, a toothpick, and a corkscrew. <laughs> again, again, I cannot say this enough. Switzerland. <laughs> this is Switzerland. Who, may I remind you, did not take a side when it came to Hitler. But they looked at Russia and said, okay, you've gone too far. This is like the Dalai Lama grabbing a buck knife and an AK and screaming, kill them all, let the Buddha sort them out. <laughs> That's not all. That's not all. The, today, the, uh, the international soccer organization, FIFA, suspended Russia and ejected it from the World Cup. <laughs> That's big. Oh, they That's important. They, they care about that. Yeah, definitely. That is a surprising move for soccer. They are famously hands-off. Some bans are hitting Putin personally. Last night, the International Judo Federation suspended him as its honorary president. In addition, and as do we, had, we just got this in, today we have learned that he was banned from the Global Consortium of Volcano-Based Supervillains. 
they released this statement. Mr. Putin's actions in Ukraine run counter to the values of our subterranean doom layers. We are immediately recalling his hairless cat. All these sanctions. Hairless cat. Hairless cat. The hairless fans cat. are hairless cats. Cat lovers. Hairless cat. All these sanctions have apparently uh, driven Putin to uh, what you call the brink. Yesterday, he ordered Russian nuclear forces put on high alert. Everybody doing okay? <laughs> For those of you out there younger than 50, everything's going to be fine. If they launch the missiles, just remember to hide under your school desk. <laughs> Putin explained his actions this way. Not only do Western countries <laughs> take unfriendly measures against our country in the economic dimension, I mean the illegal sanctions that everybody knows about very well, but also the top officials of leading NATO countries allow themselves to make aggressive statements in regard to our country. Uh. Uh. <laughs> well... Well, I hate cover bands. <laughs> we'll be right back. Coming up, a late show farewell. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by, from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods, too, by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody! So, whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world... It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go! Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. John, we got a lovely guest tonight. Uh, star of Better Call Saul, uh, Bob Odenkirk is here oh, yeah, tonight. An, am- an amazing performer. Old friend from back in the Chicago days. Can't wait to talk to him. Yes, indeed. But, um, folks, First off, I I hope everybody here understands that we are not news. We, here at The Late Show, watch the news like you do and have a reaction like you do. And my reaction to this weekend is that no one has covered the big story like the team over at CNN. Jim, put up that headline. Executive producer and showrunner of The Late Show, Chris Licht, has been selected as the next president of CNN. Right there. Good photo. It's a good photo. That is what's called breaking news. Our own Chris Lick, right over there at that podium, is leaving this show to take over CNN. I trained the next president of CNN. So, I believe... I believe... I believe legally, CNN now stands for the Colbert News Network. <laughs> now, obviously, Chris is still under contract, so we're going to have to do this like a baseball trade. If 
CNN's taking Chris. I'm gonna take Wolf Blitzer's beard. <laughs> Anyone else? John? John, do you have any plans to take over at MSNBC? Not till I settle my beef with Rachel Maddow. That's true. We got a thing. That's true. Okay, we good. Work out. We're gonna miss all sorts of things about Chris. Chris, we're gonna miss your, your fleece vests, your, your strange loyalty to the folks at Untuck It. <laughs> we'll miss your stories of how many billionaires you know. And I personally will miss the frantic, flailing hand gestures when I go 38 minutes with Neil deGrasse Tyson or even mention the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> And I know that all of us are really gonna miss your Air Morocco white boy frat shuffle. <laughs> but most of all, most of all, Chris, if I may, if I may call you Chris, most of all, we'll miss your tenacity in the face of opposition. Whether you're going to bat with a network over how many times we can say butt chug on CBS, <laughs> or insisting that the staff order meatball shop for lunch, whether we like it or not, and for the record, we not. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You can take down his OTS. I'm talking to the man himself right now. You see, Chris was a bit of a stickler uh, for the rules. Right, Chris? You, you believe in the rules. He always said at our staff parties, have a good time, not a great time. <laughs> but he's leaving, so screw it. This Christmas, I'm inaugurating the Chris Licht commemorative beer flume. <laughs> and on a personal note, Chris, six years ago, uh, when I met Chris over drinks, uh, he seemed right for the job. But, and this is true, I wasn't sure whether I would like him if we would become friends. Because we're all show folk here. And Chris is not. But I could tell he was right for the job because even though he came after some pretty prominent positions already, I mean, Scarborough country, he arrived <laughs> knowing, knowing what he didn't know, which was anything about comedy or show business, so he approached the job with a level of humility that is rare in executives. But here's the thing. There are bosses, and then there are leaders. Bosses tell you what to do. Leaders work as hard as you do to do what needs to be done. And that's what you did. And that is why your leadership... That is why... That is why he earned the respect of all of us here who live in the clown car. We showed him what we really wanted to do, which is the show that we do now. And he immediately started creating the lines of communication, the lanes of responsibility, and the respectful workplace that makes creative ambition at this speed possible. And I'm happy that CNN will now benefit from all of his wisdom. So, I didn't know whether I'd like him, but six years later, I love you. And not, and I love you, not for what you did for us, because that will continue. I love you for the man you are, the doting, thoughtful, and loving father and husband to your family, and the dear friend to me for the rest of my life. Thank you. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Chris had a uh, managerial role on the show, not a creative one, and he respected that line. He rarely weighed in about the content of this show, but there was one character we had on a few times a few years ago, kind of a Kid Rock, Ted Nugent hybrid named Shriekin' Joe, American Dumbass. <laughs> All of us idiots in comedy really enjoyed Shriekin' Joe, 
Chris in America, not so much. In fact, Chris showed me the minute-by-minute -minute ratings after the last time Shriek and Joe was on the show. He pointed out that Joe made the record numbers of people turn away from our show, turn off their TVs mid-broadcast. People scrambled across their ottomans to find the remote to escape what we were offering them. And then Chris asked me, please never, ever have Shriek and Joe on again. And I said, okay. But he's leaving, so please welcome <laughs> the new 9 p.m. anchor on CNN and Chris Lick's best friend, Shriek and Joe! Hey! Chris, I'm back! All right! Yeah! How's it hanging? All right, how's it hanging, brother? Bongo Dongo! <laughs> Man, that is one sweet new gig. You know, you can't spell cunnilingus without CNN. <laughs> I cannot... Shriek and Joe, I cannot tell you how good it feels to see you two together again. I'm coming with you. I was born for news. This is Shriek and Joe on location from the Bone Zone. <laughs> Forecast calls for horny. Hit it, John. <laughs> Would you ever want to be my beer, bro? Listen to the eagles and share a big bucket of hot wings. Dig in there, buddy. Press select, everybody. We'll be right back with Bob Odenkirk. Bongo. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. You know my next guest tonight is a writer, director, and actor from Mr. Show, Nobody, and Better Call Saul. He has written a new memoir, comedy, 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 drama. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, well, they know I... Well, when you come back from beyond the grave, you get applause. Well, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about that, because I, I don't know how I didn't know this, but when you were shooting this last season of Better, Better Call... Final season. Final season of Better Call be Saul, one, you had a heart attack I did. while on set. I how, did. how are you doing? Well, I'm alive. My heart's beating. <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, Check. Double check. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's doing good, yeah, it's, man. Yeah, hippity hop. Like every other minute, you hear a little, you feel a little gunk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every other minute, it beats. Um, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But what, and I, I, it's because I was very lucky because we had such great people around us. I luckily I didn't go to my trailer and we weren't on location. And as a result, we had the amazing woman named Rosa Estrada who was our health officer, who uh, came out and started CPR and did it right, and uh, Angie Meyer, who joined her, and some other 
uh, medics from the studio set around the, the location we were uh, who came and did CPR. So if you haven't brushed up on your CPR, do it. You can save a life. All right. What, what about the experience of having a heart attack? I mean, not, not the moment itself. Don't, yeah. Do you remember when it actually happened? I don't or? remember any of it. I don't remember the day it happened, and I don't remember the next week of it at all. But uh, since then, I've had such uh, a time and, and, of course, purpose to reflect on, on the reaction. I got such love from people around the world and from the Internet uh, that I don't deserve. And I can only tell you thank you so much. It means so much to me, and for the rest of my life, I'll be thinking about the uh, warmth that was sent my way when I went through that. Does it, um... Yeah. I got to imagine, I got to imagine an experience like that makes you change how you approach your life. Like I'm you drinking slowing... a lot more. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm trying to do? Uh, appreciate my life more, appreciate the people in my life more. We race through life, and if you're busy, a busy person, you know, which many people are, we're driven to make it somewhere, but man, you gotta appreciate every person you're around, and, the, and you, gotta, you gotta work to be present. So that's what I'm trying to do. Now, I know that, this, so this yeah, is the last season. You don't have to clap. They do, legally they have you to. You don't. You say that, they legally Don't put up the applause sign. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the last time you're playing Saul Goodman, or this is your last Yes, this is go. the last season. It's a big season, it's 13 episodes, and we just finished uh, two and a half weeks ago, the final scene, and uh, it's, it's, I can't wait for... How audio. many years have you been doing um, Well, let's see, six years of Better Call Saul and, and four years of Breaking Bad, so really about... A little about 10 or 12 years I've been playing this character. Are you, are you <clears throat> tired of him? Sick of him? Or, or, uh, or is this one no. of those things where, like, I wish I could keep going? I mean, I got into this business to do a variety of things, which is one of the... Well, the, one of the... I mean, the book is about the variety of things I've gotten to do. That's a great segue. It is. <laughs> but it... The book is called Comedy, 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 Drama. Yes. And I have known you for a long time... Uh, I've known the comedy, comedy, comedy uh, yeah. part of your career. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever saw you was a little show called Half My Face as a Clown <laughs> in Chicago, which was really great. I, yeah. I love the Bazooka Joe bit that you oh, used yeah. to do. Extraordinary. Tom Giannis and I wrote that. Did you ever imagine that the drama would be part of the comedy, Never. comedy, comedy? Never. I, I, I had one little brain fart when I was on stage with Chris Farley and Jill Talley at Second City, and we were improvising, and... and uh, and it was wonderful fun, but you know, you spend hours on stage at Second City and you think about uh, your grocery list. I gotta get some eggs after this show. <laughs> and and I'm, a, I'm doing this scene and I'm looking, I'm just, I had this flash notion that if I was in that audience, I would be watching Chris Farley and not that guy. <laughs> Me. That was a secret. That was a secret. And, and, You're but, a very but, good performer, but I you couldn't take your eyes a, off of Chris. Yes, and I also had the strange thought at the time that if I was able, if I tried drama, I think I could be very effective. It just came to me in a flash. Now, I never pursued it. I, I only auditioned for a few drama roles in my life, and I didn't audition for Breaking Bad. I don't know why they gave me it. I fully expected to be told when I landed in Albuquerque, oh, 
There's a different Bob Odenkirk who went to Juilliard. <laughs> You're not the one. <laughs> Get out of here. And uh, so the drama was a real surprise to me. Absolutely. Well, um, in in comedy, 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 I'm just wondering if the comedy, comedy, comedy part of it mm -hmm. has to do with the fact that you're in a big family. Because I found out recently that you're one of seven kids. Yeah. And I'm, I'm one of 11. And I used yeah. to always say, like, well, there's a built-in audience. That's what you it wanna, was, man. You want to make the room Dude, junk. kitchen table, you got with the mom there, no dad, but seven people. And you can get up and walk to the other side of the kitchen and put on a show at dinner. and. I had that captive audience, and it was great fun. And I Where got do you fall? Last. Where do you fall? On second there? oldest. Second oldest. Oh, the youngest. Second yeah, oldest. Yeah, so Different. I was lucky. I don't know if I had it better than you, but the baby of the family, you're going to get laughs. Come on. You're you going to get a lot of attention. You don't have to do no. no, but the older kids. You don't have to The kill. older kids, we younger ones think you older kids hung the moon. We don't know. Okay. We don't All know right. that you're not that great. I think. I don't know. I think the baby's getting easy laughs. <laughs> That's me. If I'm at your house, I'm backstage going, don't put the baby on before me. I can't compete with that. More with Bob Odenkirk after this. Hey, everybody. We're back with the author of comedy, 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 uh, drama, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Now, how did you find the process of writing a book? Because you've uh, written your whole career. You're, you're a comedy writer as long yeah, as you Mostly I've written comedy most mm -hmm. of my career. And this was so hard, Stephen. I, I mean, it's lonely. That's number one. It's lonely. Because right, it's, it's you and your it's life, and you you're the only one who knows. And your life and your memories and your thoughts. And honestly, with all the distractions of so, social media, I, I couldn't focus. So I did what. Writers have done through time immemorial. I rented a cabin and I just That's stuck classic. myself there sure. and I sat my ass down and I looked myself in the mirror. I said, you get to work, mister. And I just, I just powered through. Wow. I understand, and this is rare for somebody yeah. who is writing a book. I understand you brought a clip of, of writing you, of you writing the you know, book do we need so, to set this up well can i say i was so intrigued by my own process and i don't mean to crawl up my own ass here but i was so i was so in love with my own is that okay to say i was in love with myself understandable and and i just thought what if i could share with the world what it's like to really be a writer a real writer i would love to do that so i made a little i shot some footage you want to see this? Little, yeah. It's, it's, of course they do. It, it's a writer at work. Let's watch. Let's Jim? Watch. It's nothing. It's... What do you got for me? What um, do you got for uh, me? We have a rough draft of chapter one. Chapter one. What the heck? It, this isn't my childhood. What, what, what the hell are you doing? This is supposed to be my autobiography. 
biography. Well, we don't actually know your life story. Nobody does. That's why we're writing it. Get to work. I want to hear thinking. Clicky clack. You hear me? You're going to write. The only thing we have to eat in this cabin is mashed potatoes in giant buckets. Do you hear me? And that's all you're going to eat until I get an autobiography. Yeah, just freshen up this tea. Ooh. Mmm. What's this word? Inconsolable? Inconsolable. What's this word? It's, um, inconsolable? Well, it's too long. This is an actor's memoir. Dumb it down! <sighs> More crap. How about rehab? A chapter on rehab. Anybody? Hmm. Heroin? Oh, no, no, no. It's been done. How about methadone? That's something, right? Gets you high. Uh, what about just, like, cocaine? Do I look like I'm 90? That's 1970s crap, okay? Go stand in the corner. Face the lamp! No, 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 that, that, that doesn't make me look good. What, that makes me look like a monster. What am I, a monster? No, sir, Mr. Odenkirk. Well, then humanize me, you moron. Humanize me! There's no feuds. I need a celebrity feud. Anything? Hey, who did you have a feud with? I don't know. You tell me. Brian Cranston? Brian Stanston? Oh, who's that? Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Never saw it. You're fired. Go stand in the corner. <clears throat> Once again, I am alone. <sighs> this is crap! <laughs> wow. That's... That. That's how the sausage gets made, Stephen. Wow, I just, that was incredibly moving. Yeah. You were, I, I, and I, listen, and I'm sure this is going to embarrass you, but I have just never seen anything like that. I just, I want to take a moment right now to present you the Bob Odenkirk Award for most yelling in a short film. Right there, can I, can we, can we, that, 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 there's no way. Should have done this in rehearsal. Didn't. Bob, congratulations, man. Bob, I won. The award that's named after me? That doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. No. no. I'll take it. I'll there, take is it. Is there anything you want to say? I'll keep it. Say? Is there any you want to speech? Oh, uh, I, I think wanna, we have some time. I want to thank me, well. and I want to thank the cabin in the woods. <laughs> came through. Really came through. Bob, thank Thanks, you buddy. So much. So Thanks for always me. a pleasure. The book. Is comedy, 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 drama, a memoir. It's available tomorrow. Bob Odenkirk, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. 
How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions, and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.